0: Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, but that's what's unfair. I may have I may to change my mind about either. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, it is. Let me tell you you have me ever tell you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm me tell not me, sure. Let I just go me, and try and do a better job. Say it you like me you, me you mean it. This is my Bible. Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to let me tell you episode 135. I'm your host norm the master's dog Dunham aka the evangelical norm. So um, let me tell you as a podcast I do just dealing with current events politics. Stuff like that that is going on in the world as we view it from a Christian worldview. So um, it's kind of become a sporadic podcast. I used to do a weekly every Monday until I just got to the point where I was like, I need just a break. I need to off from the politics. And so I just kind of turned this into a kind of an itinerant, you know, uh, is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, just a, an occasional podcast when things pop up that i really feel like i need to talk about i talk about them i'm i'm hoping to maybe get it back onto a schedule but at this point probably not it's just going to be hit or miss so thank you for those who continue to watch and and wait on these to come out and you know get the other content that is released here at the evangelical norm channel on youtube so if you haven't already go ahead and hit that subscribe button Excuse me, hit the notification bell, get all the content that I release here. Um, just a little background on the podcast for those who are new. We continue to get new uh, subscribers all the time. That's because of you guys who are faithfully watching the videos and you like them, you share them, you comment on them. All of those things are uh, things that... Um, what am I trying to say? All the things that the Mr. Algae Rhythm, that guy, uh, will send out The video to more and more people who might be interested in seeing it so uh, any new subscribers we get is because you guys are actively uh, doing things to uh, increase the the uh, distribution of the videos that we do here so uh, once again I just want to say thank you I hate to have that thing sitting there in my face looks like I've got a piece of metal growing off of my chin so if you're listening you have no idea what I'm talking about but if you're watching You feel me? Um, So today we are going to get into um, dealing with the arguments. So the big thing recently, and again, um, what I'm going to be talking about a whole lot, um, and I do talk about a whole lot anyway, is the abortion issue. And the recent leak, we did an episode, I did a live episode, just a a quick reaction about it. The other night, did a more in-depth episode yesterday And today, I just want to deal with some of this stuff because as we're seeing more and more, uh, the intention of the leak, this was the intention of the leak. And a lot of people are saying they think John Roberts uh, was, or his office was involved in the leak. I wouldn't accuse a justice of actually leaking it. That would be egregious. Um, And that person, if if a justice, if, if John Roberts personally leaked this, Uh, he needs to go to prison and fast, right? But anyone who was involved in any, in any legal capacity should be disbarred, should be arrested all of that. But the intention again, there, there's no doubt what the intention of this leak was, is it was to stir up the crazy people on the left to start to intimidate, uh, justices and and those who have applied their name to the majority side of this kavanaugh coney barrett alito uh gorsuch um thomas maybe roberts i don't know if roberts is part of that or not i seriously doubt i'm fully confident that he sided with the liberal side of the court so but those people are they and they are they're getting you know death threats they're getting uh vile messages on twitter and so on i mean they're they're receiving it the left is doing what the left does i was amazed that brandon robertson uh posted something about uh you know the pro-lifers and i don't remember how he stated it but because somebody and again we would not associate ourselves with people like this those of us who are abolitionists would never say something like, you know, and this guy basically said to Robert, or Brandon Robertson, you know, you probably should have been aborted, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's just childish, it's immature, and it is in no way the uh, attitude of anyone who is on the side of abolition. And again, I differentiate between pro-life and abolitionist because there are some pro-life people out there who are really not pro-life who are really pro-choice, who find themselves in this list of things that I'm about to talk about. So, again, one of the things I I talked about was um, commenting on a a post that my cousin had made, the whole issue of if you don't have a uterus, you shouldn't be saying anything about it, right? Which is just fallacious in and of itself. It's, it's, It's a ridiculous argument. You know, that's like saying women can't talk about men who rape because they can't tell a man what to do with his own body, right? So if you don't have a penis, you can't uh, have an opinion on rape. Well, that's ridiculous. Not having a uterus doesn't mean I cannot have an opinion on murder, and that's what it is. It's not just uh, her body, her choice. Again, all this stuff that we talked about. It's not her body, her choice. It's the baby's body, no choice. I've been saying that for years, um, and now I'm seeing a lot of memes from that. I, I should be collecting royalties, but so again, another post that my cousin put on his page, and yeah, I'm I'm not going to mention his name, but I'm throwing him under the bus because it, it, this is this is showing the the basic attitude, the pro life logic. Um, or the pro-choice logic, sorry, Freudian slip. The pro-choice logic that just does not carry out logically to its extent. Again, pro, pro-choice logic that says you can't have an opinion without a uterus. They should be celebrating the, the fact that Roe v. Wade is being overturned because it is the opinion of nine men, not a single uterus among them, right? So how come their opinion matters? Oh, because it agrees with yours, because you're absolutely intolerant. That's what it is. That's that's the reality of it. And the left can't argue that. Don't even try. Don't come at me and try to argue. Well, no, we're to-. no, you're not. You're only tolerant of those who agree with you. Everybody else, and I and I see far worse things than what was said to, to Brandon Robertson come from the left. I have I've I have literally been told multiple times to kill myself. I've been I've had people tell me my daughter should have been aborted but all kinds of vile nasty things that these people say so again and then being out on the street in front of uh, abortion clinics watch some of the videos I just watched one of my buddy Jason Cantrell and uh, I can't remember what state he's in somewhere he's in the south I, I call him my buddy I've never met Jason but I we Interact quite frequently because we both are out doing the same thing. I'm constantly praying for him. I know he's praying for me. Bo Linem, all those guys that are out there. Um, oh, I'm I'm just at a loss of for names at the moment. Um, John Barros, uh, you know these guys who are all, always out at a mill somewhere. You know Dusty Marshall, Wade Orsini, all these guys. Uh, Brian Brady, Chris. Uh, Martinson right all these guys who are actively out all have videos of people coming at them the hatred from the left is unbelievable so again we're always accused of being the ones that hate but if you watch the videos and you see where it is all the hate is coming from the left all the hate is coming from those who are just absolutely furious that we would want babies to live it's demonic. It is, it is truly, truly demonic. So we're going to take a look at, at this. So I'm going to read you the beginning of, of the post. He says, the following words are not mine, but they accurately represent my feelings and thoughts on the topic. And then he goes on. So they, this is where it's no longer his words. It's someone else. It says, I'm pro-choice and pro-life. And we start with, I'm pro-Barbara who found out at uh, her 20-week anatomy scan that the infant she had been so excited to bring into this world had developed without life-sustaining organs. Okay, well, what are life-sustaining organs? Heart, lungs, stomach, uh, liver, all of these things. So, likely at this point, if this baby is developed at 20 weeks without life-sustaining organs, then life wasn't sustained the baby's likely still bro- uh, is likely miscarried is likely dead that's not an abortion it is not an abortion now the technical terms that they use you know d and D&C uh, dilate and evacuate uh, or dilate is it evacuate or excavate uh, evacuate dilate and curettage um, so again the difference is, is be- between a D&C I believe, and I, I have to go back. I should have should have looked this up. I am I'm, I'm believe a DNE is a baby that's already dead. Okay? Now, they still will use the term abortion, but this isn't something that generally is done in a Planned Parenthood or something like that, make an appointment and have this done. This is done in a hospital setting. These things are done where it's like, you know, it's a, a tragic event. The baby has died. The abortions that we, in terminology, if you're going to just get technical and semantic on medical terminology, you know, where a spontaneous abortion is a baby that has died in the in utero on its own. It's a spontaneous abortion and then they go in and they do a D&E. The abortions that we are talking about that happen at Planned Parenthood is where the baby is still alive, absolutely viable, and they go in and murder that child. Take a pair of forceps, dilate, and get in there and start pulling off limbs, crushing skulls, and pulling those things out. Unless, of course, they're going to sell it to somebody who wants to buy those baby body parts. Thank you, uh, David Delayden, for bringing that to light. I'm sorry you're going through all the issues that you are. Praying for you that that the the justice system will see how ridiculous that is. But so they go and, and unless they're they're going to sell those parts and then they're very much more careful. And the reality is is again there's somebody assigned to that clinic whose only job for that day, well maybe not their only job, but their job in that room at that time is as that doctor pulls out those parts and kills that baby, literally rips it apart limb from limb, somebody's job is to take that and reassemble the body parts in a in a dish. So they can make sure they got everything out, lest the woman develop an infection. So there's no denying what they are dealing with is more than a clump of cells. Because they're putting body parts together. Sorry. So. So. Barbara, who finds out her baby doesn't have life-sustaining organs, baby is probably dead. Very much likely. The, uh, so many of these arguments are so ridiculous, and they go to the extremes. This is, this is emotionalism at its finest, and it's, it's playing on the ignorance. I mean, my cousin's hu- wife is a nurse. She should know that half of these things that he posted are ridiculous. Not medically uh, viable live uh babies they're likely dead and so it's not the same thing it's not the same thing i'm pro susan who was sexually assaulted on her way home from work only to come to the horrific realization that her assailant planted a ski, his seed in her when she got a positive pregnancy test result a month later okay this is this is tragic The man who assaulted her, he should be put to death. The rapist should die. We do not punish the child for the sin and the crime of the father. So the rapist should die. The baby doesn't have to. Well, you can't force her to carry that baby. Well, the baby is there. The baby is there. No matter the tragic, it still should not be legal to murder that child for what the father did. And there are hundreds of thousands of people out there today living happy lives who are probably much happier the fact that they're alive, who are the product of rape. Maybe their, their, their mother kept them and raised them despite the fact that they were the result of rape or gave them up for adoption. But I guarantee you, 100 out of 100 of those people that you ask, would you rather be dead, are going to say, no, I'm much happier alive. We do not kill babies for the crime of the father. Bottom line. I'm pro Teresa, who hemorrhaged. Due to a placental abruption causing her parents, spouse, and children to have to make the impossible decision on whether to save her or her unborn child. Here's the deal. We don't see a, 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 a week or where she is in her pregnancy on this one. So we don't know. Placental abruption, the placenta, you know, again, and she, hemorrhaging, life-threatening situations. You go to the ER. You do everything you can to save mother and baby. And if baby is lost in the process, then we mourn. But there is no reason that we have to go in and literally murder the child to save the life of the mother. And that is it's scientifically proven. There is never, ever, a reason, a medical reason, For actual going in and ending the life of the child intentionally. Reason for that kind of abortion. There's all kinds of things that can be done. All kinds of things that can be done. To try to save both. And if if the baby is lost, then we mourn. If the mother is lost, then we mourn. This is the situation. But again, this is... This is not something that's going to be affected by Roe v. Wade being overturned. Roe being overturned is literally going to be the elective, the for-convenience abortions that are happening on a day-to-day basis at places like Planned Parenthood. And I forgot to put this up. I want my my abortion counter up, so we're going to be a little behind on this. we have already 17 minutes into this. But still, let's see how many children have been aborted by the time we're finished, even subtracting the 17 minutes we're already in. So again, this is not a situation that is going to be affected by Roe v. Wade. Because this is not something that you electively go in for an abortion. This is an emergency room visit. This is a hospital event. Right? So this doesn't fall into that category. But you don't recognize that, and you use this emotional garbage to try to to justify the women that go dancing in and out of Planned Parenthood on a daily basis, celebrating the fact that they're murdering their children. I'm pro little Kathy, who had her innocence ripped away from her by someone who should have she should have been able to trust, and her eleven year old body isn't mature enough to bear the consequence of that betrayal. Again, they go to the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst. Okay, and, and and again, I can't say let's kill the baby because of what somebody did to little Kathy. Her little body isn't mature enough to bear the consequence. I'll take all the hate for the comment, but if her body is mature enough to conceive a child, it's mature enough to bear the consequence. It's mature enough to bear the the pregnancy with You know, help and, you know, support from grandparents and so on. And then baby can be given up for adoption. The baby can be given up for adoption. There's no reason that that baby has to die. Why compound one crime with another? Why compound one level of tragedy with another? And why do you go to these extremes? Again, this argument, 11 year old Kathy is not an argument to defend the women who are celebrating, who are walking into Planned Parenthood, giving us the, the, your number one signal twerking as they go in for, and, and bragging about this is, this is my third, fourth, fifth abortion. Those women are not victims. I'm pro-Melissa, who's working two jobs just to make ends meet and has to choose between bringing another child into poverty or feeding the children she already has because her spouse walked out on her. Maybe one of those is a minimum wage job uh, at Hobby Lobby and she can't afford birth control because her employer went to the Supreme Court to make sure her insurance plan doesn't cover it. Birth control is 4 bucks a month at Walmart, people. Walmart has their $4 prescription plan that you can get on whether your insurance covers it or not and then again just the wording of this is such garbage to bring another child into poverty well here's the deal i read i read an, an uh a thing of a OBGYN dealing with a woman who was coming in I, I can't afford another baby Blah 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 okay well why don't we kill one of the ones you already have again i mean it would save you money I mean, if we're going to carry the logic out, and again, I'm going to get all kinds of crap for that. Oh, that's a sound bite. Um, you know, if, if you need to save money, you know, let's stop feeding one of the mouths that is already there. Then, I mean, if, you, if you've got two kids, pick the one you like the best. We'll kill the other one, and then you will only have one mouth to feed plus your own. As you're gestating that baby, and then when the baby's born, you can breastfeed, so it's not going to cost you as much. You're literally saving money. See how that argument sounds horrible? It's the same thing about bringing another child into poverty. I guarantee you, I grew up poor. I didn't know what a real $5 bill looked like until I was in, like, the third grade. And somebody I want to bet for something or something or other, I don't know, Third grade, what do kids make bets on, right? And I won a bet of $5 for somebody. And he started to hand me a a $5 bill with an Abraham Lincoln on it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what is this? Because I'd only seen food stamps. And I'm much better off alive than dead. And I love the fact that they take the jab at, at Hobby Lobby. So, right, and maybe one of those is Hobby Lobby, because let's just jab at those Christians, you know. But again, poverty, I mean, if that's the case, if, if, if poverty is such a horrible thing, why are we not advocating to just kill those people who are already living there? I mean, they're, they're suffering. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we end that? And Pro Brittany, who realizes she is in no way financially, emotionally, or physically able to raise a child. So give it up for adoption. She was emotionally and physically able to have sex. This is not this doesn't give some tragic uh, situation where she was raped or abused or anything like that. So I'm assuming this is a consensual situation. And nobody Okay, maybe there are a few people who are not smart enough, but you can't tell me that Brittany didn't know that there's a risk of pregnancy and always in having sex. Whether you're using contraception or birth control or not, there's always the risk. And so you go in knowing the risks, deal with the consequences of your action. That's where your body, your choice comes into effect. Because at this point, it's not your body, no choice. Once again, it's the baby's body, no choice. Give the baby up for adoption. I'm pro-Emily, who went through IVF, ending up with six viable implanted eggs requiring selective reduction in order to ensure the safety of her and the safe amount of fetuses. Okay, this is a bogus argument, too. I almost said BS. I almost said actually so irritated. This is a a bad argument as well because my wife and I did IVF multiple times, multiple failures. You, You got six viable eggs. You don't have to implant them all. You can go, you know what? Let's do three. Reduction. We can freeze the other ones. If we don't want them later, you can give them up for adoption. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that are going, Norm. Okay, I get it. I know where you stand on the issue. I'm making the state the argument for this. It is possible that you can freeze some of them. They can give up for adoption. That's how I have my daughter today. My beautiful little girl is an adopted embryo because somebody said, okay, we've got six, eight, ten embryos that, that are, are viable. We're going to implant a couple. And we're going to freeze the others. They came back later, thought a couple, Had those kids and then decided they were done, so they gave the rest of them up for adoption. (coughs) Excuse me. And we benefited from that. So, again, biologically, my daughter has some siblings out there who were born to other parents. My wife got to carry her, got to be pregnant with her. We got ultrasounds, we got all that stuff. Biologically, she's not ours. Because somebody did the, and so this, this is a, this is a a mute argument. This is a straw man. This is ridiculous. And a, and a good IVF doc, I mean, the, the Octomom that we ended up with, right? That's just, that's extreme. And that's, that's beyond the pale. That, that. IVF doctor should have lost his license for doing that for putting all eight of those in there and and having that turn out where she didn't have I mean she didn't give birth she had a litter right so I'm pro Jessica who is finally getting the strength to get away from her physically abusive spouse only to find out that she's carrying the monster's child so what if they had kids before he became abusive what if they had children and then he became abusive? Do they? Does she kill the children because she doesn't want to have that monster's child? See, if you carry the logic out from inside the womb to outside the womb, how bad it sounds. So if you don't want to raise this abusive man's kid, give it up for adoption. If he's that abusive and it can be proven, terminate his parental rights. Put him in jail, give it up for adoption. There's no reason why that baby should be murdered because of the action and character and nature of his father. I'm pro-Vanessa who went into her confirmation appointment after years of trying to conceive only to hear silence where there should be heartbeat. Again, personal experience, I've been there. This is not an abortion. This is a baby who has died. And he will pass on his own. Which is what happened with little Ebenezer, mine and my wife's child. That we were so excited. We got the positive pregnancy test. At six weeks we went in to get an ultrasound. We saw the, the heartbeat. We saw the flicker. But it was heard nothing. So they had us come back a few days later and there was nothing. And then a few days after that. Ebenezer passed on his own. And we went and we sat in our car and we, we mourned. We mourned for the loss of our child. So again, I've been here. And this is not a trip to Planned Parenthood to have an abortion. This baby with no heartbeat will pass. And if and if the, the, the situation does come up that it doesn't, then yes, you can go in. But that's not an abortion in the way that that, that we are talking about abolition of abortion. This is assisting the body to pass a a child that has already died. This is not actively ending the life of a baby. I'm pro Lindsay who lost her virginity in her sophomore year with a broken condom and now has to choose whether to be a teenage mom or just a teenager. Here's the deal. She is a teenage mom. Murdering that child doesn't make her no longer a parent. It makes her the parent of a dead child. And look into the statistics of depression and and, and, and suicide and all the things of people who have abortions. The guilt that they endure. Walking through the grocery store, seeing baby food. Right? And again, here I can talk to this from personal experience because 20 some years ago, God, 20 years ago, God, almost, wow. Today's the birthday of the day of, uh, today is the woman who I got pregnant and paid to have our baby murdered. Today's her birthday. And it was just a couple of months ago, 20 years ago, I believe it was March, that I got the phone call from her, my first sergeant, looking for me, enraged for whatever reason, that I was not responding, that I hadn't heard from this girl. I hadn't heard from her. And she's calling the CQ office somehow. She got where I was and called the CQ office and is there and is telling me she's pregnant. Her parents are going to throw her out. She needs to have an abortion. So I send her a check. I sit down and I write a check, a, a, a death warrant for my child. And I put it in the mail and I send it to her. And she goes and has our child murdered. Happy birthday, Terry. I've been there. None of this is something that I can't look at from a personal situation. She was just getting ready to graduate high school. She was in her senior year. But again, the fact of the matter is she is a teenage mom. It's just going to be, is she going to be the mom of a living child or give it up for adoption or is she going to be the mother of a dead child? I'm Pearl Courtney, who just found out she's already 13 weeks along, but the egg never made it out of her fallopian tubes. And so either she terminates the pregnancy or is dying from eternal bleeding and horrific pain. Now, at the extreme, maybe 13 weeks might be a point where there's still an ectopic pregnancy, but rarely. Usually ectopic pregnancies are found about eight weeks. And again, this is not a trip to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood cannot do ectopic pregnancies because it requires a whole different level of surgery that they cannot do in an abortion clinic. So again, this is not something that falls under the purview of Roe v. Wade. This is an emergency room visit. This young lady is going to be in extreme abdominal pain. She's going to go into the ER. They're going to do this. They're going to say, you have an ectopic pregnancy. That baby is likely dead already. Because the, the, the nutrition needed is not found inside the fallopian tube. And so it's very rare at the extreme cases to get to maybe 12 weeks at the end of the first trimester. But I've never, ever, 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 and again, my cousin's nurse wife could probably attest to this, ever heard of an ectopic pregnancy past 12 weeks. So, again, this is an extreme argument that goes beyond whoever's words these are. I know they're not my cousins. But whoever's words they are was not educated enough on the the situation to make a logical argument. I'm pro-Renee, who developed eclampsia in her third trimester and had to terminate her pregnancy or else she and her much-loved baby would die. Who's to say I have known many many people who have dealt with eclampsia who have gone through these different things. And in the third trimester you can deliver the baby. They can do an emergency C-section and many many most babies. Third trimester is 27 through 38 weeks. We have the technology that that babies are really viable after 24 weeks. So there's no reason why an emergency C-section can't happen and her much-loved baby can't be alive. This is BS. This is such garbage, and it's bull, and it's lies. Because this baby can be saved. And again, this would not be a trip to Planned Parenthood or something falling under the purview of Roe v. Wade. This would be an ER visit. I'm also pro Lorraine, who found out only two weeks before her due date that her baby's heart wasn't beating anymore. Had to be induced so that she wouldn't develop a life threatening infection. Again, this is not abortion. This is a stillborn child. This is a baby that died and needed help in getting out. This is not an abortion. This is not something that is under threat of Roe v. Wade. And I know they talk about all these, these bills in the states where they're they want to criminalize abortion, which is right. And all women who have miscarriages could be in, in danger of prison. If there's evidence of homicide, if there's evidence that these women self-induce these miscarriages. But medically, if you look at a situation like this, this is not a miscarriage that's going to be even investigated as a homicide. This is just a tragic loss of a baby. I'm back to the beginning. So there you go. (sighs) The propaganda on this coming from that side is horrendous. It's extreme. It's emotional. And the majority of it is lies. And it doesn't back up. They're using these, these minimal, minuscule percentages of situations to try to justify the bigger picture, which is most women having abortions are done due to convenience. This year, so far this year, Due to rape and incest. 2,000. In comparison to how many this year in the United States total? 306. Less than 1% of abortions are done due to rape or incest. And the majority of them are done simply out of convenience. So arguments like this are ridiculous and then they finish up with this says you can argue and say that i'm pro-choice all you want but the truth is well you're pro-choice i'm pro-life their lives women's lives what if the babies in the womb are women you're not pro those women's lives you don't get to pick and choose which scenarios should be accepted absolutely we can we can look at each one of these situations and 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 i just did it oh i don't have a uterus i'm sorry still doesn't invalidate the fact of what the the reality of it is. It's not about which stories you don't agree with. It's about fighting for the women in the stories and the choice that was made by them, for them, by them. Okay, remember, this word choice is analogous. It is synonymous with murder. It's not about the stories, which you don't agree. It's about fighting for the women in the stories and the murder that was made, or some of them, and we did see some that were not murder, made for them by them. So a lot of these, again, don't even fall into this argument. They're babies that have already died in the womb, and that's tragic, yes. Abortion, no. And at this point, they're going to go start blaming God. Well, God kills babies all the time. God is sovereign. God gives all of us life and breath. We belong to him. And he is in the heavens and he does as he pleases. And I may not understand why he does what he does, but he still does it. And he's able to do that because he's God. And you're not. Women's right are meant to protect all women unless they're still in the womb. Regardless of their situation, unless that situation is in the womb or how big their bank account is. I don't know what that has anything to do with it because let's face it, rich people's daughters and mistresses, yes, even the ones who voted for anti abortion bills, will always be able to find safe abortions. Well, apparently, women who can't, aren't wealth off, find safe abortions as well. Because again, the statistics that are talked about, um, and here she gets into before they did before Roe v. Wade, most poor women will still get abortions too, whether from centuries old unsafe home methods. Or from opportunist, opportunistic, untrade, unsafe people, Roe v. Wade didn't create abortion; it ended poor, desperate women and girls dying from them. Again, statistically, there's no greater death rate from abortion prior to Roe than after Roe. There's not. That statistic was made up, fabricated. You know the back alley abortion, the you know what we saw in. Uh, Dirty Dancing with Penny and Dirty Dancing. Oh, it was he had a he had a a dirty table and a butcher knife. Okay, that's not I mean, back alley abortions were doctors who were letting people in, doing illegal abortions under safe settings. That was just after hours through a back door. That's literally what it was. Statistically, the coat hanger and all that stuff. I mean statistically that very 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 in 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 can't even think of the word I'm looking for minuscule that actually happened that way And now and and, and you got you got motherboard out here on Twitter recommending they did an, an episode of Vice apparently showing how to make your own uh, abortion pill from horse, Meta- oh, remember ivermectin, horse dewormer. Even though ivermectin has been used in humans since the 50s and won a Nobel Prize for it, ivermectin is not just horse dewormer. And all of you people who are lying about that, you know who you are. Oh, they're taking horse dewormer. No, they're not. Yeah, does, Has ivermectin been used as horse dewormer? Yes, but it's been used in other things in human beings for over 70 years. So stop it. But now you've got your motherboard saying, here, use this horse tranquilizer or horse something or other, something to treat ulcers in horses to make your own homemade abortion pills. None of the same people are complaining about that. None of them complaining about that at all. Or not that I've seen. So there you go, guys. Um, Welcome to Norm's emotional uh, tirades. So we're going to wrap it up. So again, it's propaganda. And it's intended to intimidate and guilt trip and all of this for those of you. But none of these are valid reasons to murder a child. None of them. At all. And that's the reality of it. And again. How do we. Someone who is absolutely pro-choice. Watching this video. I'm not going to convince them. No matter how many times I slam my fist on the desk. Or how many times I raise my voice. And let my emotions get the better of me. I'm not going to convince them. How do I convince them? How do they become convinced. Of the baby. The value of the life of the baby in the womb. hearing the gospel of Christ, being convicted of their sin, repenting of their sin, and turning in, in faith and trust to the sacrificial work that Christ did on the cross for them, letting the Holy Spirit regenerate them, take away that stony heart that would say it's okay to kill a child, replace it with a heart of flesh that would have compassion on mother and child, And be reconciled to the Father and trust in Christ and be saved. That's how. And that's why we must preach the gospel at all times. We have to use words because they're necessary. Half of our video, a little more than half, almost 2,000 children have been murdered today in, in the United or worldwide, since we loaded this page or since halfway through this podcast, 2,000 children, 1,448 in the United States today have been murdered. Supposedly, legally, under what is not the law of the land, because Supreme Courts don't make law, Roe v. Wade was never the law of the land, was never the law of the land. Supreme Court does not make law. But supposedly we forgot that somewhere in our civic studies throughout this country. And we quit looking at the fact that Congress legislates, not the courts. So we continue to celebrate the overturning of Roe. Hopefully... It hasn't been done yet, but the fight's not over. It's not going to end abortion. It might in some states, but there's still going to be. I mean, New York's already working on, and California's already working on uh, putting in laws into place to protect the, the the demonic sacrament of child sacrifice. And again, I'll wrap it up. We have to preach the gospel at all times. We have to use words because they're necessary. Until next time, Soli Deo Glory.